Welcome to John Susco's A Better Way to Divorce podcast. John Susco is a Florida family law attorney whose practice is focused on collaborative divorce and mediation. And now, here's John Susco. We're here for my first podcast with Stu Webb, and Stu is the father of collaborative, the collaborative movement, and uh, he is a just a, a gracious, sweet person. I mean, you you have you have touched my soul. I mean, you touched my soul by that one interaction in Philadelphia, where I was trying to find out what had happened to your movement. And you, you, you quietly said to me, John, you put your hand on my shoulder, looked me in the eye, and told me what my wife had been telling me for all this time. But coming from you, there was such a spiritual, I mean, all of a sudden, I have no longer regret. And uh, you did that. Stu, tell me how divorce, collaborative divorce started. John, just to tell you, so that you know and other people know that I was 20 years in litigation, family law litigation, and it's both. Uh, it takes everything out of us. Uh, we try to do things to help people um, accomplish what they don't need. <laughs> and um, so there's a beautiful story about the guy that comes into a lawyer's office and says, uh, um, what's two plus two. The lawyer looks around, pulls the shades, shuts the door, and says, what do you want it to be? Right. And that's what uh, litigation is about. And we go down to the low level of our conscious, of the of consciousness of the people, and we try to be their representative for all their hate and greed, so forth. So uh, after 20 years of that, I said, I'm gonna quit the practice of law. Um, I hated to come to work in the morning and uh, uh, you never knew what was gonna happen. It's gonna upset everything you thought it would plan. Just like you, I've kind of upset everything you were gonna plan. Um, that's like uh, it's just uh, you never know what's going to come so I always tell the story about the old cowboy movies uh, remember you might remember those John uh, back then mm -hmm. uh, cowboy would come back to his shack at night and he'd put a stick he put his hat on a stick and he'd stick it in the door see if anybody shot it and that's the feeling I had when I came to work in the morning as a litigating lawyer, you never knew what crisis was going to come up. It's going to upset your whole day. So I said, I'm to help. I'm going to quit. I started taking some courses over to the U. I'm going to become a therapist, of course. Everybody wants to be a therapist. Right. Uh, so I said, well, if I'm beginning to, if I'm willing to quit the practice, start thinking about it, maybe there's some way to do it kind of outrageously. So I started taking a look at that. What do I like to do as far as law is concerned? What I don't like to do. And so I figured that 
well, I like to help try to people help work things out. So I tried different things and nothing really came about, but we had, I had another lawyer friend. She and I got along well together. She was in family law. He said, let's just, let's just sit around the table with, if we get a couple of clients, sit around the table and see what we can work out. So we've had quite success for that for a few times. Then we got that, we never had any kind of agreement to get out of the case if it didn't settle, of course. We just were just to try to work it out. So we, then we got that horrible case that all of a sudden it all fell apart and we took it to court. And it was the worst case I've ever had. There was all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And I never could figure out, you know, always do that. Is it the client or is it the other attorney, you know, doing this? So all of a sudden our relationship are going to hell. And all of a sudden, through all of that, after the trial was over, really, if the aha moment was if you're if you get in a settlement lawyer and you can't get a settlement out of it, get out of the case and let it turn over to the brain surgeons to let them fight it out. So the full thing is you turn around instead of in litigation where your lawyer is being the performer. We're having, to, we're having to perform. All of a sudden the shift is, it's the client's thing. We got to help them find a way to settle this. Stu, did, was this, uh, I understand what you're saying about uh, going forward with that attorney that you were with so you and her got at sideways or, or the relationship between you and the other lawyer that had been good became strained not strained we never we never did anything we never hardly spoke to anybody ever after that i mean okay. you know i was officing with her actually so we had separate separate practices in the same office and so it's that um, anyway Whatever. Uh, okay. that, at at uh, the aha moment was you got to be, you got to get out of the case if it doesn't settle. And that's where I got the idea to be a collaborative. And so I decided to do that. I was so excited. I, January 1 of 1990, I declared myself a collaborative lawyer. Now, John, there weren't any other ones. Right, right. Uh, so it's like you had to find some, you have to find other people to play with. So I said, sending some friends, some cards to some other friends of mine who were in the family law business. And we had about four of them respond. And we said, let's just play the game. Let's just try it. The idea is we get all the case if it doesn't settle. And otherwise, we'll just sit around the table and help the parties work it out. Now, the key for that is a paradigm shift, John. It shifts from being the, in the energy of the, in the consciousness of the party. And you become, you keep your own consciousness as high as possible. That's what they call the paradigm shift. And it is the key to helping parties get settlement because if you hold your space the clients 
all of a sudden, as they're fighting, they start rising up because they get a projection from our, our consciousness. And the consciousness, the higher consciousness that we hold, is a love consciousness. And I don't mean love in a traditional culture way. I mean love in the sense of consciousness. Uh, the best description I can make of love consciousness is you, you watch a movie, and in the background of the movie, there's music. And usually we don't notice the movie music while we're watching the movie. But then at the end of the movie, we see the credits. Oh, I didn't know they played that music. Well, love consciousness is the music of our practice. And so if the client, if the client, if the, if the participant are holding that consciousness at the same time they're doing all the other stuff, you know, it's just the background. It's a projection, John. We project that higher feeling and the clients start picking it up. Uh, um, or they don't pick it up. Right, <laughs> Sometimes right. they don't. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and then it's just a regular case, you know, of, but every so often there's a special, special case that comes out of collaboration because you're working as a team and we're working as trust and honesty and all the facts are the full disclosure. Everything's on the table and we work as a team or we work as individual lawyers. They each take each lawyer and they're working for their self, they're working for their own client, but they're also holding this space for potential settlement for all parties. It's sort of like in Buddhism, I'm a Buddhist, um, in the, everything we do in a loving way, we do for the benefit of all sentient beings. And let me explain something. I agree with everything you say. I mean, let me explain. My first case, I had that experience. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. I mean, it was, and, and I'm, I'm trying to get more of those cases. Uh, uh, and I mean, you're, 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 you're preaching to the choir because I, I see that. But John, and, what, uh, let me tell okay. you what I think, uh, how to get more cases. Okay. Every client, every potential person that walks into your office, you show, you talk to them about all the options they have. And if you're a collaborative lawyer, you have a, you own collaborative law. You have a franchise for collaboration. Uh, at franchise, there's only two rules for your franchise. Usually franchise for McDonald's, you have to wear a certain uniform, blah, 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 blah. No, uh, two rules for your franchise. One, you get out of the case, if it doesn't settle. Two, that you hold 
the highest paradigm shift feeling you can. And then you're working with a team. So like your basketball experience, um, you're working with a team. And in the basketball experience, you can feel the flow sometimes. And that's uh, uh, the same flow that can come from one of the magical <laughs> collaborative cases. Uh, and keep in mind, they're not all magical. <laughs> I, I understand that too. <laughs> I understand that. But every, so the best marketing you can possibly have is that everybody that walks comes to you not knowing what they want. You can tell them everything. And what I would find, I'd say, now, after I did that, I said, now, here's the one that I particularly, in fact, I learned that I only did it I, right up from the bat exclusively. I don't do anything but collaborative right away. No fear that you're going to lose clients. Got a whole bit of open vacuum. Nature abhors a vacuum. And so out of, out of that vacuum comes what you want. Um, if you worry and say, oh, I've got to take my collaborative, got to take my litigating cases, otherwise I lose money. No. Uh, Let me, you have to own it. Okay. And when you own it, you get creative for your business. And you project something. If you, are, if you don't, own collaboration if you say now there's something you can do and you know some people do this and some people don't and um you know but here's saying here's what i love here's what i here's what i do 90 percent people that come through your office will open it up and then you have to explore how you can do it how you can match other people and how you can get the other person involved and, how you can get other, and if you're working with a team, teams are wonderful. Um, when when we came to having teams, it added a whole nother thrust. And around a team, you can help people keep that loving consciousness. Stu, let me ask you, I mean, can you take me through the 90s? through to what to the IACP I mean tell me it started in Minnesota then it went to California then it went to Texas then it went to Florida then it went around the world I mean and and how did how did all that happen I mean first of all it didn't happen overnight right um, if you take if you ever had a physics course uh, in school or a music course you take a tuning fork, and that tuning fork, you hit it, and it activates. You have another tuning fork over here that's not activated. You move those two closer together. This one starts activating. So I took the collaborative law insight out of selfishness, I wanted to find a way that I could be happy in my practice. Selfish. Uh, uh, At the same time, selfishness is. And so it 
resonated to people like it resonated to you, people say they're picking up that feeling. They're picking up that feeling that, oh, my God, I can I could do this. I can do a practice of law in a way where I can be, be myself and grow in my understanding of myself at the same time helping other people and helping other people in my profession to rise up into that feeling and to help other clients get to be able to see Oh my goodness, we've been caught up in this conflict. We start dissolving the conflict by our presence. And I didn't do any marketing of collaborative law. People would hear about it. I had 20 people from Santa Cruz, California. Can you come out? And I said, I don't have, don't have any kind of a training. Just went out and talked to him about it. And when we got there, probably in, I don't know, 1995, maybe five, five years or so, maybe it broods. People started hearing about it. Pauline Kessler in California is one of the first people that resonate, bang, bang, bang. These were people from other people, mostly from California, but other places. And of those 21 people, they're all probably pretty principal people in the early collaboration. And the amazing thing was, out of those 21 people, there were the core people that became interdisciplinary. And ironically and synchronistically, they were already, as non-lawyers, doing collaboration without a lawyer. So they would have ads that said, are you a lawyer adverse? Come to us and we'll try to help you work it out. And then when they get to the point of working it out, they didn't have any lawyers to turn it over to because the lawyers never buy it. So all of a sudden collaboration comes along and fits that key. And so all of a sudden we had the possibility of interdisciplinary. Can you can you talk? Uh, this is got, this podcast will maybe for some uh, potential clients. Uh, you know, tell tell them about the benefits of the collaborative process. I mean, you've been you've been talking to me as a choir, but I mean, tell me tell the 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 uh, tell us what what are the benefits of going? Why don't forward? you tell me the benefits? Okay, I, I think the benefits are uh, there are. First of all, transparency. There is you. What do you mean by transparency? In other words, the, the exchange of information without a whole lot of hassle, um, and the privacy, and and also the fact that in this process, uh, husbands and wives can, you know, apologize uh, and 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 get their their interest um, taken care of. Um, the benefits is is honesty and being yourself. Okay. And so, a good example for for you, you know, as a, as a parent, when you were a parent and your kids were, you have more than one kid. I two, two adopted okay. children. 
All right, well, the kids were acting up. You can get down and get fussed up with the kids. Now you work this out and you go over there and you do this and you do that. I'm going to send you to your room, blah, blah, blah. Or you can just send them a little love and look at them. And the kids, if you're, act, if they're, if you're getting caught up with it, they're having fun. They're bringing the kids, they're bringing the family parents involved with their struggles. If you don't pay that kind of attention, just send them love. It's not working for them. They say, well, forget that game. Let's go, let's go play. It's the same kind of thing. You provide. Right. Uh, so uh, I don't think you want to get in too much of that kind of deal, you know, free transparency, honesty, trust. Those are the things that, uh, and having a, uh, having a lawyer on the other side, parties that are there, that are on the other side that are, are you can trust and respect and they, the lawyers respect each other. And uh, you find out uh, that uh, it's, it's more relaxing, it's more being able to be yourself. And at the start, they aren't gonna be that way. So it's a process. Uh, so I don't like, it. you just have to be, you have to be natural yourself in how you present it. You present it from yourself, from your feelings. You don't present it from rules and listing benefits. And you come, it's, it's your inner work that has to be done as part of it. Your inner work of being, learning to be loving and being yourself and uh, so I don't have any magic to tell you how to do it. Let me, um, I mean, I, I am a, a believer in this process. I mean, back when I told you, I, I got, I was in one of the first ABA trainings for mediation and I came back and I thought I was going to become. Yes, I loved, loved your speech. I love your talk. Um, I mean, McSusco of, of, uh, of Florida mediation and it didn't work, but I was happy going and talking to people about the process because I believed in the process. And and you saw my article, there were, you know, it was almost like collaborative, but there wasn't the, the ability to get out. I mean, but right. short of that, it was, it was close. It was a process. And, um, and all that happened was it just got me more cases so I could sit for my exam and I, and I passed it and, and I wasn't still going to go forward. So I've had a long history with lawyers in town. And when I got out of the practice in 2000, I was sad because I had reached the top of my profession and I couldn't do it. And, but I wasn't sad about all those lawyers that I didn't have to deal with because they were awful. And, and I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how to, and I have tried to get the lawyers in my county who are, you know, board certified lawyers to try it because I'm, I know that if they decided to do it, they could bring their clients. And is that a fruitless exercise? It has been for me. Um, but I, so I guess I'm, I'm asking for uh, uh, some magic potion, I guess. Uh, I think you're trying too hard. Right. 
trying too hard. Uh, can just enjoy what you're doing. And if you can find one or two other lawyers, uh, what I found works best for a group, a new, and I what, well, what's the name of your city? It's it's uh, it's the West Florida Collaborative Divorce Collaborative Group. Okay, well, uh, you can. Uh, my idea, and, and they've got some great, great. Uh, there's a lawyer, wonderful lawyer group in Florida, um, and um, so what I recommend anybody that's just kind of wondering how to get going. Uh, you bring in someone from the outside. You don't try to be the leader. You bring in, um, you know, um, uh, Jesus didn't be able to do anything in, in his hometown. I, I, I understand that. You know, I mean, I, mean, I, I, mean, I understand that. I, I'm familiar with that passage, and I understand how. All right, so what I'm saying is, I tell someone, so what you want to do is um, um, talk to some people that you're just interested in something. It doesn't have to be any interest in it at all. They can get a CLE credit for it, that you bring in an outsider, an expert. So, and well, a collaborative lawyer, a teacher, or a team even. And you have a seminar. And you either do it free or you do it some cheapy uh, tuition and uh, you pay for it for them, probably. They, it, they, or some people would do it for nothing, uh, whatever. But anyway, uh, you bring in someone from the outside and you listen to it just like everybody else listens to it. And you don't become the local leader. Um, you just become one of the folks. I remember doing the going out to California to Ventura, California. There was nine people except Mitt. Never met them. Never met any of them in a board of directors meeting. After first four hours, they were talking about how to how they could get together and do it. You know. Uh, so I was just, I could, I could, I could go home then. Well, they just needed to know the details, you know, but, um, so, uh, see, the, so the model was, do you want to play this? Hey, anybody want to play this? Give it a try. Let's just try it. Uh, so that's what we, that's, that's how, that's how it started. Four of us. And so. We started making up the rules. Some of the some of the agreements we have were basically started right there. You know, we had to have some rules. We had to have some rules about how we operate. All of a sudden, you know, we just did it and had some great results at that time. But you know, some some good, some bad. But you start and you don't pay any attention to uh, trying to make it happen. My God, you never, we don't get anything done trying to make it happen. Uh, uh, you just do it and you send out this feeling of 
love that you have for what, what you like to do, you project that. Sue, so, so you're, you're, you're basically giving me a, a, a second course that you started up in Philadelphia by looking me in the eye and say you're a collaborative lawyer today. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and let me also explain. I, I think you are right. I think that I have, in 2016, I uh, became a disciple of collaborative. And I, I talked to as many people as I could. I talked to Ron Owski, probably had about two hour conversation with Ron and, and all the people. I mean, you have people in California and they were all the most generous people, the most sweetest people. And I have had better friends in the last three years than I had in 30 years of practicing law. And, and you're right. You are right. Uh, so, uh, so let me ask you, I have had, I've had people in the movement that don't believe that collaborative can or should be done by Zoom. And then I have other people. Oh, sure. Of course you have. All, you don't listen to any of that stuff. Right, right. right. You just do it. Uh, and so. That's the kind of thing that happens with mediation. You know, mediation split into 70 different theories, and it's all nonsense. Uh, you just do it, and you don't worry about whether something's right or wrong. You see if, it, if you're being ethical and you're being honest and you're being doing something from your heart. That's what you pay attention to. Uh, we lawyers, you know, we're... We're programmed in our heads. We need to be more programmed in our hearts. And our hearts project our hearts are a separate brain that projects love. Our heads project love and fear. Love and fear. Love and fear. So we have a congruence between head and heart. Can't this be heart because we have to remember our social security numbers too, you know? <laughs> and we don't walk in front of buses, you know, this kind of stuff. So we, we don't fly off the top of the building, uh, that kind of stuff. And we don't shout down the hall of the churches, listen to the words of that ham, folks. You don't do that. Uh, you, you just project it. And you just do it honestly for yourself and love other people and welcome people if they want to try it. But you don't try too hard to fix it. Because I've learned so painfully that you cannot fix anybody else. It all is yourself. Anything you see out here that doesn't fit, it's your projection. It's part of you being projected out here. And so you project love and you'll see love. <laughs> let me, let me, Stu, I, I, I want to thank you for this. Uh, I, this conversation has been a success. And, uh, um, you know, I'm telling the world that this is Stu Webb, the father of collaborative movement. Uh, and you know, the father of something kicks the kids out the door. That's what I'm doing here. I'm kicking you out the door. Go, go do Go do what you got to do. Don't bother me anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Stu. And, and I, 
I'm going to call you probably six months from now or, or maybe a year from now. I mean, no, we can do another Zoom then. Another Zoom and we'll talk. We won't do it. We won't do it for publication. We just, that's right. That's right. Okay. And again, Stu, I loved it. And thank you very, very much. And have a happy 89th year, your 90th year, and have a great time. Um, I do. Thank you. This has been John Susco's A Better Way to Divorce podcast. John Susco is a Florida family law attorney. If you'd like to learn more about collaborative divorce or mediation, go to susco-collab-med.com or click on the link in the show notes below.